Welcome to the Bank of Me podcast channel, looking at how individual and team performance build strong cultures. Hosted by James Sparrow and Chris Preston. You are listening to a burst episode. In this Bank of Me Burst podcast, we're going to be looking at two areas. Appreciation, but also paying it forward. And I've asked Owen Cook, one of the Bank of Me team, to join me to talk about a small social experiment that he's been trying over the last few months with some remarkable results. Owen, good to have you on. Thanks, Chris. Good to be here. So this involves planes and it involves a small gift, but I'll let you tell the full story on why. A number of months ago, I was reading an article in a newspaper and it was written by an anonymous cabin crew member. And they were talking about the average day-to-day and how they've seen it become more and more difficult and stressful for themselves and their colleagues. They were in particular talking about the impact that they'd had of the occasional passenger who came on and actually delighted the staff by giving them a small gift or something like that, and the lasting impact that would have on them. And I thought to myself, well, this sounds really easy to do. Why not do it? I'm flying all the time. Uh, It's pretty easy. It's pretty cheap. So I started, whenever I was going to the airport for a flight, buying just one of those small boxes of chocolates that Lint make. Other brands are available. That has five or six chocolates in it, individually wrapped, so that people don't have to worry about fingers and things like that. And as I got onto the plane, I would give that to the crew after greeting them and say, just a little something for you and the crew to try and make it a bit of a better day. And I'd go and sit down and they would be all smiles and and very kind of overwhelmed and happy. And then throughout the course of the flight, what you'd notice was it didn't just benefit me. People were walking up and down the aisle of the plane serving other customers with smiles on their faces. And they were being friendlier than I was used to on planes. So what I saw was that the staff were more friendly, welcoming and warmer to not just me, but everybody else on the plane as well. And that they seemed to deal with maybe slightly more difficult passengers easier too. Now, over time, there were a number of occasions when the staff would try to reciprocate with a bottle of water or something else. But this wasn't the point of the experiment. It wasn't to try and get reciprocity. To be honest, that would have been a bit of a fear of mine. I didn't want it to become transactional. So what I've started doing now is I'll I'll wait until it's too late in the flight or until I'm actually departing the aircraft, and I'll I'll check with the flight crew, you know, where are you off to next? Where's your, your next journey? And then before I get off the plane, I'll be ready. And as I get off the plane, there's always a member of crew stood on the gangway. So the first thing I'll do is I'll stop next to them and I'll ask them, could you take this and give it to the crew on board that plane as a thank you and tell them good luck on their onward journey to Munich or wherever they're going. And what's great about that is if you kind of make your way up the gangway to the corner and you're peeking back, you'll see the reactions on their faces as they're given it. There's not a time for reciprocity then. And the the beautiful thing about that is it is a, a gift given without the expectation of something in return. When you first told me this story, one of the things that you shared was that at first, it was quite an embarrassing thing to do, which is a, is a shame. Tell me more about that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It was 
such a strange experience because I'd made this decision. I'd bought the chocolates. I had them in, in hand, ready to give. And I was stood in the queue to board the plane. And while I was stood there, I suddenly started to feel really anxious about how this would be perceived. And it wasn't actually anxiety about how it would be perceived by the crew. It was more how I would be perceived by the other passengers. You know, was I being sycophantic? Was I sucking up? Was I after something? And and it really made me worry about doing it. And I'm so glad that I did push through that and, and do it the first time and that I've carried on doing it. But I thought it was such a great shame that actually I felt this sense of anxiety around trying to do something nice for people. Why should that be? Why should I feel anxious about doing something that was really genuinely good at heart? For me as well, particularly airline travel seems to bring out the worst and the most insular in people. That as soon as we step into an airport, our sphere of social connection seems to shrivel right down to just me. And it's an every man for themselves attitude. So I guess it's it's quite a tough environment to not be vulnerable, but to be nice. Absolutely. And I do think you see the best and worst of humanity in an airport and in airplanes. And just one example of that insular side of things. One of the strangest things I've ever seen on an airplane was I was sat in a row of three people. Me in the window, gentleman next to me, woman sitting in the aisle seat. And she was obviously a nervous flyer and she sat down and instantly started talking to the gentleman next to her without pausing. He, he didn't interrupt her. He didn't say, I'd rather not chat. He didn't do anything like that. He actually was looking at her while she was speaking, took out his headphones and put them on while she was still talking to him. And I was absolutely aghast. And I tried to kind of talk to her around him for a bit, but he kept on giving me evil. So I ended up giving up in the end. The way I see it with all of this, and this is where paying it forward comes in, is whether you want to or not, you are paying something forward with every interaction with a human. And you've got a choice around, do I pay forward indifference? Do I pay forward ignorance in terms of ignoring somebody? Do I pay forward anger or sadness? Or do I pay forward something that actually will lift their day? Because whatever you pay forward, they'll pay it on to the next person as well. When we use the phrase paying forward, we think it's all positive. But we can quite easily pay forward something negative because it's been given to us. So the response quite often is, well, I'm going to give it to someone else. Jumping track, you're also part of creating a pay forward movement on eBay, of all places. Again, it's a lovely little story, so share that with me. Oh, right. The eBay, yes. For a second, I was thinking blankly, what does he mean, eBay? So... I think it must have been about four years ago I bought an item on eBay and when it turned up it had a tiny little packet of Haribo sweets in it and obviously... Again, we must point out other sweets are available. They, they are, correct. <laughs> but it had this tiny little packet of sweets and it really kind of put a smile on my face that I didn't expect, bearing in mind I was buying something that was worth hundreds of times more than that. And so every time I sell something on eBay now I throw a tiny little pack of sweets in the box and I'd say nine times out of ten, I get my feedback from the buyer, the rating, how quick it was, everything else. And then there's almost always a comment saying, oh, and thanks for the sweets. And it, it costs me the equivalent of about 30p each time I do it. It's, and it, it's that unexpected thing as well. That, that's what's so lovely about Pay It Forward, that you don't see it coming. I think one of my happiest days was when I received a box of envelopes from a supplier and they'd put in a chocolate frog. 
and it made my day. <laughs> it's absolutely brilliant. And it's just, it's such a nice thing. Now, as you know, with these bursts, we like to give people practical tips. So, Owen, anyone out there who wants to start intentionally paying things forward, three tips for them to get started and to succeed. Tip number one is start small, because anytime you're trying to do something that feels a bit unusual and a bit uncomfortable, if it's a small gesture that doesn't cost you much, but it can demonstrate a bit of thought, I think that's a good place to start. Tip number two, do it for a stranger first and do it in a way where there's no chance of reciprocity, where they won't know that you've done it. But if possible, it's always good to see it from a distance. So I was in um, Berlin a while back and I went for dinner in this little Vietnamese restaurant, ended up sharing a table with a young German couple. They both moved to Berlin for work. Neither of them had found a job yet and they were sharing a starter, sharing a meal and sharing a coffee because they couldn't afford to have one each. So when I went to pay for my meal, I paid for theirs as well. And I didn't tell them, asked the the restaurant not to tell them and I went out the door. But I must confess, I didn't go very far. I went down the street and into a bar where I could see the front of the restaurant because I wanted to see their reaction when they went to pay. And it was a joy to behold So I'd say start small, start with a stranger and do it in a way, sorry, that'll be tip number three, do it in a way where there's no chance for reciprocity. Brilliant. So I guess you're not going to give me a free car then and then run away before you give me the keys. I'm not, no, I'm not going to give you a free car and run away. Definitely not. Owen, that's great. Thank you for your three tips and thank you for sharing your stories. I do think that anything that makes particularly air travel that a little bit nicer for everyone is a good thing. So keep it up. Thanks very much. Thank you for listening. Continue the journey at www.theculturebuilders.com.